0: Hello, my name is James Pikeway and you are listening to the Nightline Podcast. From cars to health to fitness to music, we have something for everyone. You have a comment, question, or query about the program? Email me, nightline at dubaii1038.ae. And if you're looking for more content from Dubai dubaii1038.com forward slash podcasts. Enjoy the show. This is Get Fit Radio. Andre joining us this week from the hub of all things fitness. And we're going to be answering questions. We're going to be talking about what's going on, catching up with Andre. This is a great night. Great night.
1: Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on.
0: As always, I, the pleasure is all mine. In fact, as I was coming in, I got to, I got to share a story this morning because people often say, what is the purpose of Movement of fitness of routine, like why do it? And and the first thing that comes to everyone's mind is I'm doing it because I want to get in shape. You know, For and, most and, people, yeah. And I want to look better. I want to drop some kilos. And we'll talk about some success stories in a minute. But I this morning I came by the Inner Fight headquarters because I was I was grabbing the photographer and we we're going to Creative Mornings.
1: Yeah.
0: It's got. I wasn't exercising. I was watching the guys exercise, <laughs> but I was not engaged in any exercise. Get it back into my car. Dead battery. Oh man. So I'm, um, you know, bad luck. <laughs> totally bad luck. But you know, you're, you're under pressure and you've got to be somewhere. The purpose of training, the purpose of fitness is it gets you into a state of mind. It allows you to focus, to concentrate, to use positive energy. Cause when you go through a routine, as you know, you're pushing yourself, you're working hard, you're, you're feeling like quitting. You're, you, there's times you want to get angry. Yeah. You don't. All of those things from a workout that I was not doing this morning. I really was just doing a pickup. <laughs> Transferred over to that, that situation. Got it solved in a second. Someone pulled up their car. One of the, one of the coaches pulls up his car. Cool. We jump started. I left. There wasn't a question of what am I going to do later? It didn't matter what I was going to do later. It only mattered what I was doing now.
1: You had the real mindset. You had the training uh, I, mindset. I was in
0: there. I was r- exactly, I said, this is exactly why we put in all those hours in the gym because that mindset follows you through to everything you do.
1: Exactly. I mean, I think that's a really you know beautiful thing and a bit of a cliche thing, but it is. It, it is. It, it's really saying, true, man. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're fully focused, when when you're in a training zone, that just transfer over to all those like business meetings yeah. or family situations or, or whatever challenges you might have coming. Just like your thing this morning.
0: I gotta say, I, I and there's one side of me that does not like coming by the gym in the mornings. Tell me. Well, this is the problem is because I'm not training in the mornings at the gym because oh, of yeah. time and every time I come by, I feel like I'm missing my family. I, you know, I, <laughs> I know everyone, I see them doing the routines yeah. and I kind of go, okay, yeah, I'm doing things at lunch and I'm 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 going through some routines and I'm working hard, but it's not the same as being with that crowd of people. No. And I really
1: miss it. Yeah. But that's good. I mean, that's a good way. You you come back and you're craving, you know, training with everyone. Makes total sense. Yeah. It's kind of neat. So,
0: uh, speaking of training, you're like, we were just talking before we came on air that you're getting ready for the CrossFit regionals. And this is not just, hey, another regionals and we're going to go for this. This is, for you, this is one of those bucket list life goals. (laughs) This is something that your life has been dialed into for the last four years.
1: Yeah, man. This is my. Mount Everest, I guess. You know, everyone has their own, but, but this is definitely mine. It's something I've been trying to do for the past four years, so since 2014. And it's a, it's a qualifying process where you have to go through the worldwide CrossFit Open. Uh-huh. And where the fittest men, females, and teams from each region. We're in the Africa Middle East region. So it's top 20 fittest men and women and teams that move on to meet the top 20 fittest men, women, and teams from Southern Europe. Um, in in one big competition, and this competition is taking place in Madrid, the first, second, third of June. So it's a three day competition. So four years though.
0: Walk me through the mindset, Andre. Of where did this all start? What was the catalyst that said to you four years ago, "This is my goal. I want to do this."
1: It's quite a long story, to be honest. We have um,
0: time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I um I got into CrossFit as I started doing a bit of CrossFit through my American football background, where we. We had to do some off-season training. Generally, American football off-season training is quite a big part of the season. In our team, we started doing some CrossFit training, and I just fell in love with with the sport. And I realized that's a sport that I really wanted to compete in. So I transferred over from American football to CrossFit, and I started training pretty much not full-time. I was still going to school, but six months later, I wasn't in school anymore, and I literally just trained and coached for one year. And then I moved on to I moved to Paris, I continue to train and work and I moved to Denmark again and, and now I'm here in Dubai still training and, and, and working towards that goal. And and the real the so real reason why So
0: there's but in the in the meantime, there have been other CrossFit tournaments, there have been other CrossFit events. How did this particular goal post go up for you? So it
1: happened in 2015 where I competed at my first individual competition. A competition I was quite lucky to, to enter as, as I qualified as the very, very f- final athlete as number 100. Wow. And they took 100 athletes and I was still pretty new into the sport, only eight months in and, and, um, and I decided to go to this competition because I qualified. My brother came with me and he was there as my support team. It's always good to have somebody help you out with you know, with food and sleep and the logistics
0: and keep, of the competition. And to keep you kind of focused as well.
1: Exactly. And help you also get your mind off stuff, let you know where you are on the leaderboard, talk strategies, etc. So, my brother was there with me. It's called the Athlete Games. It was in Manchester in 2015. And it turned out to go super well. I finished something like 70th. I came in as number 100, no expectations. And I was extremely happy. Shortly after, we debriefed as, you know, you finish... A big thing, you wanna debrief and you wanna see what's the next step. And my brother and I we decided that a big goal would be to qualify for the cross regionals. Which is sort of it's not like the Olympics. I'm not gonna compare it to the Olympics, but it's a very big milestone. It's not about money, it's not about anything else, it's about just it's honor almost. It's it's respect. When you're a regional athlete, you're something. You can win every other competition in the world, but if you haven't been to regionals or the CrossFit Games, yeah. you're not really anything. So we made the goal that I wanted to qualify for regionals, and and uh, we sort of wrote it down and we're like, this is the goal, and we'll keep fighting for it. Um, after, shortly after that, I mean, I just started training for that, and I 2015, I tried or 2016, I tried, I failed. I got sick in the third week. I'm not saying I would have qualified, but I was in a qualifying spot after two weeks. And the third week, I got super sick. I think just because of the too much pressure I put on myself. Anyways, I failed that year, 2017. Um, I missed out one spot, and 2018 I've made it. Um, but the, the real one of the biggest reason and one of the biggest drivers behind me keep training and you know fighting for this goal because it's been years.
0: there lots of setbacks. By the way, if you're wondering what you've tuned into, this is Get Fit Radio. Andre joining us from Interfight Gym. We're taking your questions, queries, and comments, but we're hearing Andre's story right now, and it is pretty incredible because you've had all those setbacks, as you said, year after year. You yeah. had this goal. This year, you're in fighting form. You're ready to go for this.
1: Yeah, man. It's it, it's unreal because the reason why this goal has became so important is because in 2015, my brother actually passed away in an accident. Sorry to hear that. And um and it was kind of thing that I promised him and we we've really talked a lot about it. he was very supportive of my CrossFit. And so I really I I just really promised myself that I cannot let this goal, goal go away regardless. So after being sick in two thousand sixteen, after failing with one spot away in two thousand
0: seventeen. How does that do your head in? I mean, we talk about focus and and, and determination and just, you know, constantly working towards that goal. So many things getting in the way saying, you know, you're one off, you got sick. It's like, you know, maybe I'm not, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I'm not going to do this. Yeah. Things that everybody is addressing in their lives.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it's been tough. And especially after I finished one spot away in 2017, I signed up with a new trainer who's been my coach ever since. But unfortunately, I got injured very quickly right after the 2017 open with elbow tendinitis and I am still struggling today ah. with that same thing. So throughout the last year, I haven't been able to do a lot of the movements that we're asked to in in the competition. So going into the CrossFit Open 2018, I haven't I weren't able to do half the movements for, throughout the whole year. So I was going in knowing that I'm going to be tested in a lot of movements that I can't perform pain-free movements that I haven't been training through a whole year, how I'm going to stack up against the other, you know, 10,000 guys that are in best yeah. shape of their life. And luckily it panned out quite well and I ended up winning two of the workouts in the open in the region um, and now I'm heading into regionals, which is quite soon in three weeks actually. Still struggling a bit with the elbow, but I'm seeing a new physio, which is helping quite a lot. So... It's uh, it's very exciting and it's it's a bit unreal still. I think it's only going to be real (laughs) once you know you're there, and because it's something that's been set up on a you know on this big big goal for such such a long time, and then all of a sudden it's like you qualified. Oh. Wow. Like, <laughs>
0: what's next? Exactly. Okay. Now I got to deliver. So, <laughs> it's like,
1: so it's, it's super exciting. I'm just doing a lot of prep right now. My food is dialed in. I mean, it's been dialed in the whole year, but it's, you know,
0: hold that thought. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about, okay, so what is the training process? Cool. How are you addressing? some of the deficiencies that you've, you've had to deal with, with your tendonitis, yeah. what kind of food you're doing, what kind of routine you're on. Because as I said, this isn't to, to sort of throw it in everyone's face and say, oh, you know, here's Andre and, you know, try and be like him. It's like, hold on, try and be like you. But what we're looking at is some determination and sort of learning about what others are doing to meet those goals. Get Fit Radio is a program. Andre's here from Interfight Gym. Get Fit Radio is the program. Andre joining us this week from Inner Fight Gym. We're answering your questions. We're talking about fitness, and we're actually talking a little bit about Andre. I want to jump back to Andre's goals here. He's he's heading to the, the CrossFit regionals in, what, three weeks?
1: Yeah. I feel like since you teach back talking about this, talking
0: about myself the whole it's, time. It's okay. I don't mind. It's, but it, it's, it's okay. I, I think it's kind of cool <laughs> because it, this is, there are people like myself who are going holy macro. Like, okay, so what? What kind? I, what I want to do is I want to break it down right now. What? What's your training regime looking like today? In these next three weeks, what have you been doing leading up to it? What's your diet like? And I'm you. You've very openly talked about the tendonitis that you faced in your elbow. This has this has been a, a real problem last year. There are still some moves that you haven't been doing necessarily pain free. How how are you going to deal with that? I think that becomes another question. So we got three things: what's the workout, what's the diet, and how are you going to deal with potential injury and, and working through some of the issues you're facing now.
1: Let's start with the last thing then, because okay. that that kind of yeah. leads into all the others. So, as I said earlier, it's throughout the last twelve months I haven't been able to do any pull-ups, muscle-ups, handstand push-up, handstand walk, snatches, and quite a lot of like, other things. Those are things.
0: major. If you're elements. in the sport of
1: CrossFit. That's sort of the major elements, yeah. um, and I've been, That's been due to elbow tendinitis, golfer's elbow, medial epicondylitis, which is on the inside of the elbow. I've been seeing ten different treaters and had whatever treatment you can imagine. I'm finally making some progress at the moment, but it's been a super challenging, challenging phase, um, and it's been super challenging for the, you know, especially mental side. Yeah, going into the CrossFit Open and now going into CrossFit Regionals, not having done. Most of the movements that I'll be tested in. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, first of all, scary. And it's, second of all, also just, it's difficult to go in, you know, go head to head with guys who are in the best shape of their life and you haven't done that prep they have been able to. Um,
0: and so they that, know this going into it as well. I mean, people listen to these kind of shows, yeah. they've done their research on the competitors. Yeah. So, but, how do, so how do you, I mean, you're obviously, you're mentally tuned in.
1: Yeah. So, so what, what I've learned from this, and I mean, I have a coach, I have a nutritionist, I have a physio, I have my girlfriend, I have a, I have a very good support network, which is another component we can talk about, which is, support actually, networks
0: are very important and, and anyone who is embarking on, any any form of fitness, whether it's for weight loss, whether it's yep. just to feel better, you need to have a support network. No support network. Yep. It's not going to work.
1: I thought I could make it alone, and I just yeah. realized that it, no. it's impossible. Um, so definitely, if you're ch- trying to achieve something, you need a support network. My support network was built up with my girlfriend, with my coach, Kyle Ruth, from the States, from something called Training Think Tank. My nutritionist, Liam Holmes, who is from England. Uh, and my physio, Nick, um, here from Dubai. And those guys have been really supportive in helping me, staying confident. Going into the Open, I, we were literally not sure if I could complete it, and we just realized because of the guidance I've had throughout the whole year, we've been able to still stimulate the same muscle groups throughout different movements. If you can't do a pull-up, well, you can probably do something else to activate your lats or your biceps or whatever is working in that movement or you can't do snatches, but we can probably still do stuff that, you know, loads your overhead positions, makes you, sh- make sure that you can actually do those movements when it's game time. So 2018 open was a shockingly phase cause I did so well and I did not expect to. Yeah. I did so well in the things that I especially didn't train for a whole year.
0: But like, you had been training those muscle groups just exactly. in different
1: ways. So leading into the regionals and the reason why I s- I'm saying this is that. First, I felt a bit scared leading into regionals now, but now I realize that, you know, it'll be okay, just like it was okay during the Open and pre-Open. I still managed to do really well in a lot of things that I didn't train, and now I'm going into regionals, which is a lot bigger stage, a lot tougher workouts, a lot more elements in it, and I'm just trying to build confidence that I'll still be okay, and we're putting all my energy into all of the things that I can control, like running, wall balls, squatting, Whatever you can imagine, we try and develop that and making that like a huge strength. So going into the competition that I have the ability to sort of just, you know, point out the things that I know I'll do well at and use them to drive me, and the other will just be damage control.
0: Um so so what's the strategy? As you said, you, you still do get some pain. How are you going to deal with that when you get presented with something you have to do that could bring on that pain Um,
1: at the competition and in training is two very different things. Okay. When you're training, you never want to go through mechanical pain. You can go through some sort of discomfort because sometimes discomfort is adaptive pain or what we call it. When you train, sometimes you can experience slight pain and that might just be adaptive pain. and, And that might just go away for the next day. But generally, you never want to be working out in pain. Now, if you have a goal like me, I've been training four years for regionals, you are ready to to go over some fine lines. So I know that I might be going into regionals and having to do some things that I'll feel pain in. But I also know that I'll have the next year to recover through it. Yeah. Um, so we're doing everything we can. We're staying out of pain and training. We're doing as much rehab, prehab stuff we can to prepare me for those events that are coming out actually right now. Um, so we get to prepare and see what we can do. You know, There'll be certain techniques when we could tape up the elbow or we can change my different positionings, grip width or shoulder activation or just d- different things, changing the movement patterns so that we can actually move th- without pain and moving smoothly. But it all comes down to having somebody there like a physio or a coach or both that are able to help you and guide you through those kind of things. So going into regionals, I will be probably be in some pain in some events. Potentially, I'm preparing myself mentally that that will happen. But I also know that it's only three days and I've the first day of competition has already been released and there's actually nothing that will okay. affect my elbow. So... So far, it's, it's very positive, and I think that's just what it's all about, trying to stay positive because there's nothing you can do about it. So in the meantime, you just got to, you know, what I always do is when I'm in a sad phase or I'm a frustrated phase or I'm, I'm worried, I always write down all the things I can control. And that's essentially why what we can talk about now is why I dialed in my food and why I have a physio and why I have a coach and why I have such a big support network is because – this elbow thing came straight out of 2017 season. And I was like, oh, my God, this is not happening. So I contacted a coach. He's been there for me all freaking year. We wrote down all the things I could control. That would be having a personalized coach who, who I communicate with every day. It would be dialing you food because that's a super important aspect. So I got a nutritionist, and we put me on meal plans, and we put me on, you know, I have Fuel Up that I work together with um, that deliver my food for every day um, that is specifically designed for my training. So you go through different, you know, templates throughout a season. Therefore, the food must change to match your training to so make sure you have the right amount of carbs and fats and proteins before, in between, and post a session. Because all of those things are all the small things that I learned that, I need to be able to control those things because right now I can't control my elbow and it's a huge important thing in CrossFit to be able to use your arm. Mm. So if I can't do that, then everything gotta be sharp. And that's everything from mindset. My coach sent me three books I needed to read about mindfulness, about the athlete's mindset, you know, being coachable and those kind of things. And it's just been, you know, it's been a really big learning phase and having this elbow injury has probably been the best thing that ever happened to me almost because i learned to dial everything else in and once this elbow injury is soon over everything will be you know on a roll and i'm excited to see what's going to happen
0: andre joining us from inner fight gym this is get fit radio andre i want to i want to ask you a quick question though about and you're talking about your coaching you've got a, a coach in the in the states you you're connected online how does that work having a remote coach not a coach who is right here in your face now as you train
1: remote coaching is actually extremely powerful and very 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 good so like how, how does that work it's very simple so very typically when you sign up a remote coach i personally do a lot of remote coaching as well we can talk about that later but yeah the way it works normally in re- remote coaching, you know, you get in contact with a coach that you're interest w- interested in, that inspires you, that you think can help you on with your journey. You have a Skype call or maybe a meeting in person if you're able to travel to that destination or it's in the same place. You'll go through the background of the athlete or the client. You'll go through the goals, the motivation behind it, a little bit more deeper and the why. And you just establish a relationship over this Skype call. After that, you typically have your client or your athlete run through a movement assessment that they'll have to film, let's say 20 to 50 different movements, upload them and send them to the coach so that the coach can check the movement quality. It can, can check the, the movement very, vari- variability and the movement capacity of the client or the athlete. So you don't just send a program that yeah. the client not, might not be able to do. So once you have established those things, you, you go through a testing phase. A coach will send you some different tests so that the coach will know where where you're at compa- compared to where you're trying to go. And then they you can have either daily communication, weekly communication. For me, I upload my training every single day on a closed WordPress blog. My coach every day will look through my results. He will send me feedback if there's anything necessarily we need to talk about. And then every fourth week, we simply just catch up on a Skype call and we just go over, you know, several things. Okay. Another super important aspect is that it's not only the results of the training, we also look at um, you know, physical aspects such as soreness, mental fatigue, sleep, um, general preparedness, um, those kind of aspects, stress in your life. And every day I answer questions regarding to that so that he knows that if I've s- slept like crap, I've had high stress because something that happened and my soul's not great in training, he's not going to be worried because he knows that that's because of that one reason. Uh, okay, and gotcha. he can help me get back on track.
0: Interesting. So uh, overall, this remote coaching, this whole idea of remote coaching works really well. It's, it works
1: really well. I actually went and visited him for three weeks in February, and it was very powerful.
0: Nice. Andre joining us from Interfight Gym. This is Get Fit Radio. Get Fit Radio is what you've tuned into. Andre joining us from Interfight Gym. We got some questions that were sent through to Marcus. Marcus is not here. He is pursuing his dream of running around a volcano, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I'll do my best to answer for him.
0: <laughs> so here, here's one that came through. Marcus, what are some signs or where are some of the signs I might get from my body that I'm doing too much? I ask because I'm trying to walk the fine line between working hard and working smart. Sounds like this is exactly the, the 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 land you're living in. Yeah, man.
1: That I think that's a pretty typical thing. I think if you're not progressing anymore, that's going to be the first sign.
0: If you plateaued.
1: Yeah, like you plateaued, you know, your numbers are not going up. You feel like you're, you know, you're almost going the other way and you can't hit your numbers and you're not performing well. And generally just listen to your body. I mean. Yeah. You will If you start listening to your body on a daily basis, being mindful and, you know, just being aware of what's going on, you'll very quickly, quick, quickly be able to see if, you know, you're not feeling good today and, and why is that. You'll be able to dig down and see, oh, man, I had a super long work week or this is the first session in 10 days or my food has been crap or I ate right before the, the workout and that's why I was bad. Yeah. So it's all about just, you know, listening to the body. And definitely seeing if you plateaued or if results are not really going the way you wanted.
0: I always find it interesting. So you know, at at my ripe old age of fifty-three, I find taking a day's rest is super good for my training. And you know, I'm I'm doing so many. We'll talk about the 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 how mind not mindfulness runners can be. But I find when I take a day's break between a good run or a good workout, I I I notice improvement. But I also hang with a lot of people who go out of their way to do pretty serious workouts every single day. And those guys and gals would probably fall into that category of walking that fine line. And and sometimes they just need to take some rest to progress.
1: I mean, it's very, very simple. What you're talking about when you have that rest day and you come back the next day yeah. is what we call super compensation. Okay. When you work out, you... You sort of break down your muscles. Then you need to recover in order to increase your baseline of performance. If I work super hard today and I rest tomorrow, then I'll be able to recover and tomorrow, or in two days, ideally, my performance should be a little bit higher because I've now lifted my baseline. I've pushed my body beyond its limit. Now I'm gonna let it recover even stronger so that next time I work out, I'm even better. It's very, very simple yet a lot of people get fall into the trap of thinking more is more.
0: Yeah, more is better.
1: Yeah, but the truth is less is often more. And that's also another thing I've discovered in my own training. I used to train like crazy. Now I don't train like crazy. I still train two, three times a day, but it's not what you think two, three times a day. It's not a CrossFit workout three times a day. There's maybe four workouts a week, max, and two of them might be tough ones. And the two other is super easy. In endurance sports, what I've found that we need to learn a lot from, in CrossFit especially, is the 80-20 principle. Yeah. And it's the principle of 80% of your training needs to be easy and 20% of your training can be hard. What most people do is 80% hard <laughs> and then 20% not so hard because they're so tired from going hard so much yeah. that they can only go a little bit hard in the last 20%. Rest is key. If you work out every day... And it's pretty hard sessions, you're going in the wrong direction. You need at least one full day of rest, both for the mental and the physical aspect. And then you can have one day where it's easier than the other days, especially if you're doing CrossFit. You should not be doing seven sessions of CrossFit mainline tough classes a week. I think five days is a great number. One full rest day and then one day where you maybe just get out of the gym and you know go to the beach, yeah. go for a walk. Rest and have a
0: have a good time andre you've you've uh, touched on some of the other questions that have come through. one of them was uh, talking about the ideal rest period. I think you've answered that one, so that's that's super and you've also we've also spoken about in your own training there was a question uh that was directed at Marcus as a trainer himself thoughts on uh, how to succeed uh self coaching is it possible to succeed uh, we We have sort of touched on that, but not quite because yeah. you actually have a remote coach i guess self coaching is Just doing it yourself.
1: I think the very best method is to have a coach that you're on an eye level with. So somebody who you can have an open debate with. So I don't believe that you need to have a coach who tells you everything to do from A to Z. I think it's important to have a coach that you know yourself better than anyone else. Right. So you need to be able to adapt. You need to be able to take ownership. And I think that's self-coaching. I do self-coaching, I can have something in my program, but if the body's not feeling well today, I might be extremely sore for whatever reason, then I need to take ownership and adapt and my coach won't be able to take the responsibility of that. I think self-coaching works in many cases, but I definitely think that having another set of eye on your training, on your assaults, on your progress, because you will be caught up in moments where you're not sure if you're going the right way. And if you're trying to achieve great things in a sport or whatever it is you're trying to achieve greatness in, very often you will find yourself doubting if you are doing the right thing, especially uh, in CrossFit, because yeah. there is no perfect program. I think in, in sports like, you know, running and stuff like that has been around for many, many years. We sort of have more of a specific template of ways of doing stuff that we know works. With CrossFit, it's only a sport that's 7, 10 years old. We're not quite sure what the best program will be. We're not sh- quite sure what the response in the body will be in 30 years with that amount of volume or with this amount of volume. So I think just being able to listen to your body, having an open relationship and having somebody who can tell you if you're doing the right or the wrong thing. And most importantly...
0: So we were, we were talking about getting <laughs> yourself dialed in. We were talking about trust. We were talking about
1: oh well, yeah we're yeah now, about
0: second set of eyes. So
1: effort of training.
0: Yeah. This if, is the big one. Yeah, yeah. Without like, someone standing over you, it's really easy to – it's hard, it's hard, it's hard. And then you just dial it back a little exactly. bit. I can't go anymore.
1: You make your own program. What's going to happen when it gets nasty? Yeah. You're going to start thinking, oh, man, maybe oh, I, I really programmed too to hard. Or,
0: yeah.
1: Oh, the program is right. Am I going the right direction? You're going to go into your competition and you're not quite sure – Unless you you know you've won thirty marathons in your life, you're pretty sure what you need to do, but you're not quite sure if you know you're doing the right thing. When you have somebody who tells you what to do, all you worry about is showing up and getting the work done. Yeah. You don't need to worry about the planning or anything. You show up, you get it done, and it's the same with a nutritionist. You have somebody who tells you what to eat. all you need to worry about is eating the food. Keep it simple, make it simple for yourself. Have a coach. Who can tell you what to do? So all you need to worry about is just hitting it hard.
0: Andre joining us here on Get Fit Radio. He can be found at Interfight Gym Interfight Uh We're talking fitness. My name is James Pikeaway. Uh, here's another quick one that's come through, and I I know where this is coming from. I well I I don't know, but I think it is coming from this whole idea of people who want to bulk up. And there are there's a whole segment of the population actually who don't just want to have muscles. They want to be that guy on the beach who's got the narrow waist and then just turns into the incredible hulk you know those guys i know those guys so the the questions come through is any truth to the notion eat big to get big and i don't think they're talking get big as get get fat i think they're talking get muscular
1: yes there is definitely if you want to get bigger you need to fuel your body with the amount of food that can make your muscles grow like it's very simple if you want to get big and you're in a low-carb diet, you're on the you're doing the wrong thing. Like, you need to have the right amount of carbs and proteins
0: and fats. The carbs and, are the bad word, though. We, we yeah, we, but
1: that's what... People are scared of carbs. They're and, totally scared of carbs. And it's this whole, you know... Not paleo wave, but, you know, a lot of people are just... I'm not saying it's not... You can have a great diet without carbs. Yeah. Sort of. I, I don't personally think so, but... A lot of people promote it and I bet there's a lot of people being super happy with their diet. If you're an athlete or you're somebody who trains five, six times a week and you have zero carbs or you're afraid of the rice or you're afraid of the pasta,
0: don't be. Seriously, you need to. So you're not advocating overindulging in, you know, no, past, but like, you need to have a balanced diet.
1: CrossFit is a glycolytic, glycolytic sport. And we need to fuel our glycoline stores in our muscles by eating carbohydrates. Alright. It's very basic. Endurance sports is fueled by fat mainly. You need to have carbs as well. But you know, it kinda of depends on which sport you're in. But if you want to get big as bodybuilding, you know the old good diets like rice, broccoli and and freaking chicken. Like yeah. there's something about that. There's a reason why Miss Olympia is freaking five meals like that a day. And you, so you need that overload phase. What they talk about is often you need to go through a bulking phase and a cutting phase. And I mean, that's what they do in the, in the more aesthetic performance kind of scenery. Um, but I think if you look at the top CrossFitters in the world, they're all quite big and strong. And I would say they have the ideal body because it's a body that functions. It's a, it's a functional body. It's a body that can lift. It's a body that can run. They can breathe heavy. They can do gymnastics. They can do anything you want. And that's a body that I think that everyone should be wanting. And if you don't think the CrossFitters are big enough, then you, then, uh, <laughs> then you definitely need to eat big, big if you want to get that big. And genetics plays a huge, huge role this here as well, and that's a whole other topic. Yeah,
0: there we go. Get Fit Radio is a program. Andres here from Interfight Gym. we got lots more to talk about. We're talking fitness here on the program. It is get fit radio. Andre joining us from Interfight gym. We got a few more questions to go through, but before we, uh, well, let's, let's get to the last question here that, uh, has come in. Let's do it. And then we got more to talk about as well. Um, this is oh this is the classic one. This is the summer swimsuit question. I think we get this one every week. And of course we love to get your questions nightline at dubai1038.ae. <laughs> uh keep those questions coming by the way. And and we we get a lot of questions over and over again. That's okay. We'll answer them over and yeah? over and over again. Hey hey this one says, "Hey, I'm looking to get the stomach ripples. Is there a routine I can start to make this happen by August?"
1: There's a great um, routine. It's called Food. It's called <laughs> nutrition. Dialing you food, this is that's going to be the major, major thing that's going to change This is misconception
0: people have, don't they? I just have to do lots of sit-ups. So I just have to do lots of, uh, lots of, so yeah. do lots of planking and it's going to come. But if you don't have the right diet going down, yeah. good luck.
1: So diet is number one. Everybody knows that. They're just trying to get another answer. So if you do want an ab workout, I do have one for you. It is 10-second hollow hold so you lay... On your back, you get, lift your legs up, you li- lift your shoulder blades up so your lower back is punched in the ground by you engaging your abs, trying to squeeze your abs in, and automatically you should be in like a hollow
0: position. Yeah. You lay
1: there for 10 seconds.
0: That hurts doing then that. Then you
1: do 10 crunches. So you tuck your knees into your chest and you sort of meet in the middle. You spread out to the hollow again 10 times. Then you do 10 V ups. It's basically the same thing, but you now keep that straight form.
0: Ah, and okay. you crunch so yourself
1: together. So legs and arms straight. So the hands meet the toes so hold on, in you the got, middle.
0: You've gone from the...
1: 10-second hollow. You lay statically yeah. for 10
0: seconds. And you, So your legs and hands aren't touching the ground. Then no. I'm doing... The, ten,
1: 10 crunches, basically. Again, where you legs crunch. aren't touching the ground no. again. This is an unbroken complex. I mean, you cannot stop. <laughs>
0: and then you're doing the, the V...
1: Then the 10 V-ups. And then you go into 10 hollow rocks. And that's almost like the first work, first one. Now you're just going to be rocking back and forth. Once you've completed the... Ten second hollow, ten crunches, ten v ups, and 12nd 10, uh, ten hollow rocks. You're now gonna rest for ninety seconds, and you can repeat it as many times as you can without breaking the set. And that'll ideally be anywhere between two and
0: four sets. Wow,
1: that's a killer, man. That's a real <laughs> a, killer. I'm,
0: the whole time having your arms and your legs off and having them extended—that sounds like it's gonna hurt. Yeah. So, but you get re- so, and this goes back to yeah, you can do it. If you've got someone standing over you as you're doing it, saying, Hey, hey, what are you doing? Because yeah. the mind is going to say, Oh, I just can't when you probably still can. Yeah. That's going to, that's going to. So how if I do that, you know.
1: You can do that like three times a week. Fix your diet first, for sure. Like there's nothing against you. So if you don't fix your diet, diet,
0: forget it. Yeah.
1: Then you're just wasting your time. But if you really want a good ab workout, that's an awesome workout. It's going to take less than 10 minutes. It's super, super simple. Um it's actually called Durante apps and it's named after a US Olympic gymnast who posted this routine and it was an absolute killer. It's yeah. I, I can I can get through 3 rounds with 90 seconds rest and it's it's really tough. But it it's it's a cool cool one and I I really think you should try to give it a
0: try. Yeah. So if you if the if you really want to get to the swimsuit by August and you want to have that rippled stomach Dial in the diet first. You're, that might mean you're not going to be doing so much McDonald's. Make sure you're eating nice and balanced. And start doing these exercises. And if you want even more, get ready for the
1: summer. One thing that re- that really helps is your posture. Yeah, when yeah. you go to the beach, often your body is shaped based on how you're carrying yourself. And how people also look at you is how you're carrying yourself. If you bring your shoulders back and you chest forward, automatically this is a powerful position. what happens is that we release this... Neurological hormone called serotonin, which I'm gives us confidence now, yeah. and happiness, okay. which is one of a super super powerful hormones. So you should definitely, definitely fix that first. Posture first, nutrition, and then take
0: care of that ab routine. I want to talk about stretching for a little bit here, yeah, and flexibility because these are two areas, especially flexibility, that you work a lot with. And we were actually having a chat before we came on air and I was yep. talking about, I was talking about my own hips. So I was talking about my buttocks. I was talking about hip flexors and I was talking about running. And I said, you know, I'm not really running that much right now. And you know, I said, you know, 40 K a week. And you said, that's quite a bit of running. That's insane. And one of the only, and, and I've, I've sorted out all of my other kind of injuries that I was having, which weren't really injuries. They all came down to calf muscles and stretching and my, my osteo. On the last visit, he said, "You know, we've been we've treated all this, and you've come, you've started coming monthly because you've realized that you've got to, you're you're not a mountain. You got to sort this stuff out, and things will happen." But he also said, "You know, all of these problems come back to your glutes and your hip flexors." He said, "That's where this is all coming from, and you need to sort that out, dude." And he said, "Stretching and flexibility stuff. If you get that in line, and you know a little bit of maintenance down the road." you're going to be okay. We
1: There's a principle that we can go back to. It's called working in versus working out. Yeah. You're talking about running 40 kilometers a week, which we put in the working out category. Now we can ask you, how many hours do you put into your working in? And working in is, you can look at it as as a balance. If you're spending 100 hours running on one side, And you're spending 30 minutes at an osteo once a month. Yeah. Then this balance is not, there's no balance. And it's just a question of time before injuries or nickels will pop up. And this is a typical thing. And I think when you explain this kind of balance with it working in versus working out, people start getting it. Running is a massive demanding sport. And people don't realize it because it's been, it's such an easy accessible sport. Yeah. You know, you can't just do muscle-ups, so you won't have the problems that people with muscle-ups get. But you can run, and everybody can run. Pretty much anyone, at any time, regardless of what you have, you can run. So that's what people tend to do. What we don't realize is that running is basically single-leg jumps. If you run 40 kilometers, I don't know what that would equal out to, but it's probably about 40,000 single-leg hops. Imagine every time you hop on one leg, your whole body weight lands on that one leg. The, all the compact goes through your foot and knee and hip, etc. What's stabilizing a lot of that is your glutes. Therefore, your glutes are getting super, super tight. But if you don't spend time strengthening them, first of all, mobilizing them and stretching them, like making them flexible because they, they get tight when they train. Yeah. When you train, you get tight. Therefore, you need to do some soft tissue work, which could be with a form roller or with some self-myofascial release with your hands or going to a treater or something like that and it can be also be some joint restriction work you know your, your the joints and your hips are probably getting a bit tight because the muscles are tightening up we have to loosen that up by doing some stretching and specifically for the glutes we can talk about stuff like a pigeon stretch where you lay down on the floor you have one knee tucked in under you and one leg back straight yeah so you have this this front leg at like a 90 degree angle and you're sort of laying on top of it. You can also do a more simple one is where you sit on your butt and you straighten one leg out, so let's say you straighten your left leg out, you bring your right knee to your chest so that it's folded across the body and you kinda just hug that leg in. Automatically you should feel your glutes lengthening and stretching. For the hip flexors, a simple couch stretch is very efficient and it's definitely useful it's where you sit in a lunch position, so you have one knee on the ground, one foot in front, your torso is upright, and you simply lift your back leg up, so you keep the knee in the ground, but you lift the foot off the ground and pull that heel to the butt so that you feel a stretch in the front side of your, you know, your top of your quad and your hip flexor. So those two, it would be great combination. You could do one combined with the other post or pre-session if you're doing it, Pre-your session, I would do it dynamically, and that's very simple. For the couch stretch, you just move back and forth. Same for the pigeon stretch. Move back and forth, so you're s- sort of lengthening, shortening the muscles. Post-session, you can lay in it statically and mix that with some form rolling of the muscle groups just to increase the blood flow so that you can get rid of all those yeah. um, all of those bad
0: things that kind of is stuck
1: in your muscles after that long run you've been doing.
0: As soon as I started doing those kind of things, a lot of it through yoga, which I thought, well, why does anyone need yoga? As soon as I started doing all these stretches, totally changed the running for the better. And, I'm, and, I, and I'm kind of going, well, why have I not been doing this? Like what, what was going on in the mind for the last, you know, 40 odd years that didn't say this is a must do component of the inside, as you said, yeah. working in. It's always only been working out.
1: Yeah. No working in. And it's shocking. Like, it's (laughs) like you ask basic runners, like, do you ever do like any angle stuff, like angle stability stuff or angle mobility or anything? No. No. Why? (laughs) Um, Well, if you're running 40 kilometers a week, man, like your angles are getting loaded like crazy. And you need to take care of them. Like, if not, it's just a question about time. You'll have nickels. Yeah. Running is the number one sport of injuries. I think I've read an article saying that. People are like, what are you talking about? It's so safe. If It's only safe if you're taking care of your body, man. Like if you're going to – because now ultra running and all these things are becoming super popular. And I think eventually it will catch up and people realize how important it is to take care of the body, how important it is to warm up and cool down and stretch and, you know, get massage and get some release, etc., etc., um just a question about time there we
0: go hey andre we've run out the clock on the show thanks for having me it's been absolutely fantastic learned a lot through your own experiences great questions and more i can't wait to do this again really soon me too andre Joining us from interfight gym if you want to get in touch with him go to interfight.com and of course send us through all your questions nightline at dubaii1038.ae you've been listening to get fit radio right here on dubaii